Oh gosh, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, so, uh, I guess we're into short episode number two. Trying to get them going tonight. Um, just yes. had a great talk about price increases. Like we said, you know, they're really cool. Everybody's doing it. Get on board. There's, there's no great talk about price increases. Anytime you and I are hanging out talking, Dennis, it's a good time to talk it's about good price time. increases. So um, the title of this one, what are we talking about? Uh, curls are for the girls, right? No. <laughs> what? Wow. We're, we're talking about training, man. Wrong training. It's arm day. Leg day. Oh. Oh, well, I forgot. Kevin's I not always, on the podcast. I always skip leg day anyway. Um, installers need love too. So this episode here, I've been doing some training here lately, some hands-on training. I'm going to go into that and kind of give you some feedback on what I'm seeing, what I'm trying to do. Um, hopefully it'll take off, but without further ado, let's get into some, uh, our great intro music by the way that is my unit outdoor unit that's coming on on that intro music if anybody hadn't caught that it's a compressor <laughs> so and i give you going. three guesses to what brand it is but you're only gonna need one that's right <laughs> and we don't sell it That's right, everybody. Installers need love, too. Let's all have some fun tonight, everybody. <laughs> yes! That's some head-bobbing music right there. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> great DJ skills with the fade out there. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> That's good. All right. Installers need love, too. So, I've uh, been doing some training. Um... I've got the uh, 14 sear running system I've been trying to drag around. It's not easy. Uh, I built a big wooden crate to put it in. And we kind of put it on the loop truck and ship it all over North Carolina. I can't believe it's still together. But. Shoot. Uh... I know. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the day Dennis built, the day Dennis was building his crate for this thing. Um, we kept referring to it as the Jurassic Park crate because we one of these days we need to just spray paint something on the side. <laughs> it looks like the Velociraptor is inside of this thing. The front <laughs> the front door lets down, um, and the fourteen sear machine just rolls out. 
or whatever I put in there. Yep. Um, so installers need love too. So I do this heat pump startup class and when I put it out there, it was like, I'm not signing up for that. Right. We, yeah. We get all these. We, and of course you, you chime in anytime. Cause you get it. You get it from the, uh, on the business side of things that guys, you know, owners are like, I got to send my guys there. What kind of training do you got? Yep. And you're like, well, he's got this heat pump startup class coming up and they're like, what else you got? Right. Yeah. Because everybody knows what to do. Yep. Um, or so they think they do. So Sorry, guys, but do. it's it's true. Right. And these are things that... So I do these classes, and Ryan will tell you, I do these classes. I do it on stuff, and I do it in a way I wish I'd have had when I was in the field. Um, I wish I'd have had running systems other than school right everybody goes to the school and they're like yeah we had all these cool training boards then we got out of school and we went into the field and we needed you know to brush up or or learn something and we go to the hotel and the guy's got his laptop and he does the powerpoint and everybody's nodding off and you leave and you go yeah i got trained up on that inverter system no you didn't no, you know, like we called it before, and you've always called it, yeah. you know, it's death by PowerPoint, no matter what yeah, you Yeah, you didn't learn shit. So, um, so I do this class, and I and I started out, and it's funny, like today in Raleigh, it was a pretty good-sized company, right? They got, um, they got four install crews, they got four or five techs, uh, they're growing quick, and, I mean, they're putting in four systems a day, when, when they're, when they're fairly busy, that's what they're putting in. And of course they're getting texts and installers from all over the place. Right. So when I start the class, usually there's an owner or two hanging out in the background, they're watching. And I say, okay, so we got this system right here that we're going to change out. It's going to be brand new and the installer is going to set it up. Right. Nobody has a, some companies do, but most don't have a, a startup guy or a commissioning guy. It's it's whoever's putting it in. That's who's doing yep, it. That's so right. I said, so he's going to put it in. These two guys are going to put it in. Um, they're going to start it up. It's going to be at its max capacity when they leave. You're going to slap your sticker on there. Your name. Your company name. Because you're going to own this. Mm-hmm. Right? So... The guys that are putting it in are the least trained. That's our installers. Mm-hmm. Everybody always sends technicians to classes. So that's our least trained. He's probably the least paid. And when I say that, I mean techs and installers. Um, I don't agree with that. And I'll go over that in a minute. But he's the least trained, least paid. So he's pissed off. Um, and when you get him trained up, he goes to service. So now you got another new guy. His helper is green as shit. Yep. Usually like super green. So you got the least paid, least trained guy putting in your stuff. While trying to train the next guy that's the least paid, least trained, so on and so forth. It, right. It, it perpetuates continual problems. So 
you're a smart guy. I say, you know, you're, you're a guy that you got trained up and he kind of gets the whole concept of HVAC. You send him to service. Now he's working on everybody else's shit. Yep. So he's working on the company across the street stuff. He's working on a 10 seer. He's working on whatever. And he's making a little money for the company, but he's not slapping, you know, a sticker on that thing when he leaves. Nope. Uh, it's a brand you don't even sell. Yep. You just fixed it. You made the homeowner happy and you moved on. Right. So mm-hmm. that's not the one you need to put all your money into. No, it's really not. It's the system that you're putting in. So the neighbor comes over there and goes, wow, man, they did a good job. Yeah, it works great. You know, you should have them put your system in, right? Change us where we make our money. And and I'll, I'll interject real quick too. I've yeah. got, you know, and I, I know you talked about the pay thing and I'm not trying to segue you there now, but I'll, I'll touch on a little bit. You know, I've got a company that does three to four installs a day, just like the one you're talking about. And I will tell you, those installers make better money than probably any installers I know in Charlotte. And I will tell you outside of, you know, you know, every now and then maybe you get a bad control board, you get this. We've had one or two DOAs in the four years they've been buying from us. Most of the time, we don't have problems out of those guys. And it's because they're well paid. They're decently trained. I don't, you know, that now they they don't do a lot of high seer stuff. They, they stick in their lane. I know right. in the coming years, this is kind of your, your additional help on what else do guys need. You know, training's coming, yeah. guys. It's getting way more important now than it ever was. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. But, you know, those guys make good money, and because of that, they're rewarding that company with continued great installs. They do zero advertising. Everything they do is word of mouth based on how good those installers have put stuff in. Those people are right. telling neighbor after neighbor after neighbor after neighbor. It's nuts. I've never seen a company grow the way that guy's has in four years. Well, I used to love when I went to finally went to service. You know, we didn't have a salesman. I used to love selling our install guys. Now I get it. A lot of homeowners don't really understand half the stuff you're talking about, but you're like, look, they're going to come in. They're going to put, you know, blankets down. They're going to have, shoe covers on the our install is going to go over the stat with you he's going to go over any paperwork um you know it's going to look good uh i mean our our installers used to put painters tape on the air handlers before they did the mastic and then tear it back off i mean little stuff like that the homeowners can see that yep that's all that's all they know is it look good i mean a homeowner can tell if it looks bad you know thermostat wire laying across the attic floor where you can trip over it instead of zip tying it up they mm-hmm. see that they they i mean sure it works the same but it doesn't look good right so um so when i go when i go into this in these classes the way i see it the answer is and you know everybody run their business how you want but if i started a business tomorrow my tech and my installer would make the same base, right? Yep. If if you want to make more money and you want to get out of install and you just want to make more money, then you're going to have to um, work on call. That'll bring you a little extra money. You're going to have to sell accessories. 
you're going to have to sell maintenance agreements. Maybe you're going to have to sell changeouts and get a little commission there unless, mm-hmm. unless you got a salesman. That's but it. as a general rule, a lead installer and a technician should be on the same playing field. I completely agree. Um, you want to make a little more money and you don't have any kids and you want to work, you want to take three or four more calls after four o'clock, go on into service. Hey, and you Plenty can do, of calls to go around, you know, yeah, if that's you, what you, you want to do. Yeah, you can do a bonus the same way on the install guys. You know, if they don't have any callbacks for, you know, a month, you can give them a bonus for, you know, putting it in right because they're not having issues to go back and fix. Right. Um, you know. Um, There's you hundreds of ways things, yeah. to pay an install guy. I mean, everybody's tried about everything. Um, I've seen companies pay per the piece, right? Like, you get so much for a furnace, so much mm-hmm. for a coil. If you yep. got to run a new line set, it's another blah, blah, a hundred bucks, whatever. Um, yep. If you got to put in a new pump, if you got to, every little piece. Um, I just don't know moving forward if hourly is the way to go. I don't know. Uh, there's that magic, there's that fine line between paying on performance and incentives. I'm all about incentives. I just feel like everybody wants some kind of incentive to move forward because install is pretty grueling and every day it's the same thing and your body is taking a beating. Um, not well, that you don't take a beating in service, but it, you know. Well, and the other thing is you've got to make sure that what you're incentivizing is incentivizing them to do the right thing and the honest thing as opposed to incentivizing them to just become Hurry up. because we right. see that too oh yeah especially in service yep um so of course this class like i said it's startup class i kind of go over some uh best practices on you know same old stuff brazen with nitrogen um how that works you know a lot of people say you got to brace with nitrogen and they move on. It's like, why do we do that? Like what's at, what's actually happening when we don't, yeah. um, I always pass around like a reverse valve, something small. And they, and I'm like, look, look at these parts. I mean, look how small these holes are. Right. Um, moving forward, everything's getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts are getting smaller. Everything's getting more efficient, but you know, it's it's interesting when I when I do this, it's like, look, it's just fourteen sear. These guys put this in day in, day out. How could I possibly show them something on this system they haven't seen before? Yeah. Right? It's just a fourteen sear system. So when I turn it on, right, I've got I've got the field piece, uh, the wireless job link setup. I cast it to the TV. So we got our gauges, you know, the system's running and I'm like, well, how are we going to charge it? Right. So they're like, we're going to charge subcool. All right, cool. That's what we got. I said, what should our superheat be? And they're like, you know, most installers, almost 90%. They're like, what the hell? Why, Why do we need superheat? We don't need superheat. It's not on the chart because they're, they're just in that box, right? They're just yep. like subcool needs to be seven. That's what it says on the chart. Seventy-five degrees outside. That's what we're doing. 
and we're moving on. We're putting the door back on. And I'm like, well, go ahead and hook up to superheat. And, and what should it be? Cause you're putting in new stuff every day. Get used to those numbers. Cause those are good numbers. Um, hopefully, right. If your airflow is good mm-hmm. and you know, we're looking at this test system and I got like a nine or 10 degree subcool, which we're, we're TXV. So we're not, or I mean, superheat. We're not charging by superheat. I, I told them, but I want you to know what that number is as a general rule. So then I closed all the supply dampers. I said, let's just say Mrs. So-and-so's kids are off to college. She closes half the vents in her house because mm-hmm. she don't want to cool those rooms. So we start looking at our superheat and it starts plummeting. Like there's no superheat. It's like negative one. So obviously I got a, I got two tens on this thing with manual dampers. So I close them down. And I got no superheat, but my subcool is perfect. Yep. Um, and I'm like, what's what's wrong here? You know, I'm like, the cold air is backing up in this air handler. It can't get out. So now our coil is just getting too cold. Yep. This will eventually freeze. Um, might take a little bit. So then all of a sudden you start to hear our compressors start whining. Cause it's just pumping straight liquid now. And they're like, what's that sound? You know, cause we're in a warehouse or a room and it's quiet and you hear that thing start crying. And I'm telling you, man, the class like that, it's like, holy shit that you just see the light bulb start mm-hmm. popping up. Um, and we do the same thing with the return, right? I shut the return off and we're struggling on return air, but the subcool is not bad. Yep. It's not terrible, at least not right then. You know, they run outside and start charging it, dump a pound of refrigerant in it, get the subcool decent, they move on, and the damn, you know, we got a filter somewhere it shouldn't be. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I do, I do like these classes. I mean, I can't drag all this into a hotel, but um, at least the companies that I have to deal with at five stores, like I feel like it's making a difference and I do like that. I mean, I'm not trying to cure the problems in North Carolina, but no, I think it's made a huge difference. I mean, all of my contractors that have ever done training with you love it. Um, it's a huge difference maker for me because I get to sell the support we have with you. Um, right. You know, it's been a, it's been a nice extra feather in the hat to have the best trainer in the state. So, hey, technically, technically, uh, best trainer in the southeast there for a little while, at least according <laughs> to his manufacturer uh, and his company. So, uh, don't let this yeah. fool you. He's uh, pretty slick. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I try to do this stuff I wish I'd have had when I was in the field. Um. I try to talk to guys like we're just like we're talking on this show. You know what I mean? Um, Cause I was always terrified to call tech support. I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. No, I don't know the ohm readings from my neighbor's unit. <laughs> like they're going to ask everything. You don't know the answer to. Um, but 
So, what have you got any feedback from any of the walkarounds? So, so a lot of times um, when I'm talking about it or talking with a new customer, I like to do a, a branch tour and a walk around. Um, if possible, I like to have Dennis with me. Um, one is I like to show guys really what we have inventory wise because that that helps me really to kind of discern what they're looking for in a distributor. What they're you know you can see the different things that they're like oh yeah I didn't, you know I'm glad you guys have that or I didn't know right. you guys had this. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, sometimes I don't always know everything that, you know, you guys might need for your business. So taking you in the warehouse and just, you know, showing you what's there and everything we got, there's a lot of times where, you know, like I said, this guy goes, man, I didn't know you guys had these. I've been looking for a source for this for years. It happens all the time. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, we go from that to, you know, if things go as planned you know hopefully the next step is you know we complete pricing negotiations and then we start talking about doing you know first installs and everything else and you know with a new customer i've done this pretty much ever since really you know dennis has started with us and really gotten into his groove with training kind of knowing what he wanted to do is i like doing a initial onboarding training two hours or so um I try to get text there. Install. I try to get everybody there. If I can get them in there, the more the better. Because it's a huge thing to change brands to do something else, especially when it's a big company. I get it. Um, trust me. I've you know I've sold the same brand, you know, professionally at in heat and air sales for ten years. But before that, the same one I put in. Um, you know, I know how much it's taken for me to learn everything about our model numbers just to know where to look at parts, know what's what, you know, understand right. model numbers that are 20 years old and know where to look for stuff to figure it out. Um, I, I get it. Yeah. It's like if I started, if I had to do tech support for, you know, carrier yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, it would be, I'd be like, holy crap. I yeah, gotta, it's, it's a whole different nightmare. So I get that's it. what they feel like switching yeah. brands. They get comfortable and I, you know, so I want, I want those guys to have, have the opportunity not in a classroom setting where they're in front of a bunch of other contractors and they're afraid to ask a question. And that's right. that's something, you know, Dennis has talked about a lot is he really wants guys to feel comfortable to ask him a question that they need to know the answer to. Um, right. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. That's um, right. But letting those guys, you know, open up to questions in her company, a lot of times you get some really good, you know, you get really good discussions with, with those guys about helping them understand why they would want to make a transition to a different brand as far as, um, you know, advantages of how reversing valves engage, sizes of furnaces, limited numbers of SKUs to be able to do what you got to do. So there's, there's a lot of different advantages, but without taking the time to sit down and do onboarding training and then install training, those guys just, it makes it that much harder for them. Yeah, that, and I see, I see more and more technician, technician, technician needs training on the latest, greatest. Yeah. Um, the installers need training on the latest, greatest. <laughs> yeah. Um, we how many times how does it. your, yeah, how many times does your tech work on all the new stuff that you just put in? No, he's working on 
everything else. Mm-hmm. So he just, you know, he needs general training all the time on every brand, but that's, you know, he, yep. that's hard to do, but, um, yeah, I mean, you need to train your tech on if if you're going to start putting in some 20 sear inverter stuff, you might want to have a you know a technician set in there because he's probably going to have to go back eventually and tinker with it, maybe yeah. not. But the uh, the install, I mean, you know how many installers I talk to? Like if I if if I get them to call me if they're got a brand new startup and it don't come on. You know how many I've talked to where I'm like, well, grab your meter and let's see what the voltage is coming in. Well, I don't have a meter. Yeah. You're like, why don't you have a meter? Why don't you not? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just on install. I'm just an installer. It's like, dude, so, you need the same tools the tech guy has. Um, if not more. Like this new field piece job link stuff like i said i'm not trying to plug well hey i'll plug field piece whatever um yeah it's it's all on one screen and you can send it to your service manager or install manager um add it to a job folder like what that system was doing right then in that time um and it's great that's what i use for these classes so i can cast it up on the tv um but it's, it's got dry bulb, it's got wet bulb, it's got capacity, it's got airflow. Um, I mean, $600 set of tools is, you know, with what we're going to, we're getting ready to come across coming up with 22 and 23. Yeah. That ain't going to be nothing. Right. I mean, everything's going to be on your phone. So, but that's a whole nother episode. Which is soon to come. <laughs> Quite literally. Probably might happen tonight. I don't know. It's possible. But um so now we talk you're talking about ice here. One of the one of the other things that we have added to your or you have added to your training repertoire the last uh, couple of weeks is you did finish a communicating zoning training set up on your seventeen sir dual field system. Um how is how have those first kind of classes gone? Have you kind of figured out more of how you want to structure those or you got things you want to change? Yeah. So these classes, like when I give them, um, they're, they change every time until I really get them dialed in because, uh, you can build a class and you know yourself on a PowerPoint mm-hmm. and go through it on your computer. Then when you do it in, in, you know, live, it don't, it's not the same. Um, you put these slides in and you're like, Ooh, that's good information. Ooh, that's good information. And then when you're doing the class, you're like, why the hell did I put mm-hmm. that in there? Yep. Cause it what? doesn't flow. It doesn't flow or nobody cares. <laughs> it just looked good at the time. Um, and I'm just like, a. I don't like all the fluff. And I swear I can tell when I got a slide now after a couple years, I can tell when, oh, that's a guy's going to fall asleep like mm-hmm. right, right then. Um, so I'm trying to cut out. I'm still working on the Econet zoning. Here's the other problem. It's a ton of information to try to retain. 
Yep. It's a ton. Um, so that's why I build that, right? So if we got a, if you got a customer, it's like, Hey, I want to learn some, some communicating zoning. Cause I'm going to start putting it in. Let's set up an hour or two. Let's meet at the branch. Um, let's turn it on and let's, let's go through it. I want you to touch the screen, go through all the settings. Cause that's how you're going to retain it. Yep. Um, Listen, listening to it or reading it in books is not the same as, especially in our industry. If you do it and feel it, it's different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> going to a hotel and getting you some some zoning training, some communicating zoning training, which I guess people are still offering that. I don't know. I just, I guess I'm gonna have to sprinkle it in eventually. Um. Which I don't mind doing. I mean, it's just as easy for me to go in the hotel and click through some slides. Yeah. Uh, it just don't... It, it's just not tangible, man. I don't know. You don't get nothing from it. Uh, you get like the first 30 minutes. You can retain that. Um, but I cannot stand to be up there going through a PowerPoint that I worked really hard on and people nodding off. And it ain't their fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? You they, can just, you can only sit still so long and look at the damn screen. That's oh, just the way it is. Man. I know. Um, and I don't know why we have to do it like that. I really don't. We don't. It's just what I, everyone else did. We don't we don't have to fall in, in line with that. We Right. Well, and I know the factory, right? So the factory they love to see me put numbers up. And I feel like that's where we've gotten to over the years is yeah, so-and-so, you know, up north trained 1,200 people. It's like... Well, Did he really train 1,200? Yeah, how many of those 1,200 actually got out of it what they needed? I would rather you train 100 people and 50 of them get what they need out of it than you train 1,000 and only 50 get what they need out of it. Yeah. Just, I've gone to those classes and truly wanted to learn. Like, walked in there like, hell yeah, I'm getting this today, and I'm sleeping. Yep. 20 minutes in, I'm like, holy crap, I got to stretch. I got to get something. I got I to gotta do something. Um, Where's the snack bar? Where is the snack bar? <laughs> <laughs> Cheap ass distributor, no snacks. I know. Oh, and then they give you breakfast <laughs> when you walk in, so you get all fat, and you're just like, mm, man, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Or the guys that come in, y'all got lunch today? Y'all got breakfast? Y'all got lunch? No, that's why it's 9 to 11. I ain't got to feed you either. Now get the hell out. What are y'all teaching? Oh, <laughs> we don't even put that stuff in. It's like, dude, you seriously just came here for the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss the old hotel training. All right, so wrapping it up. We need to get you to... We got, we got to do some... Uh, in do home some sales. sales training. Do some sales training. Yeah, I want to sit in on some sales. <clears throat> Hell, I don't know when I'm gonna have a chance to do any of that. It's a uh, we we've always talked about offering that. I know. I really want to. Um, hell, right now, my lord, I swear I've done as much almost in the first start of this April as I did in all of March. It is absolutely just went nuts. Um, 
Yeah, I seen one of your notes here where it says <laughs> spring has sprung. Holy shit, it's summer. <laughs> that, that's about what it felt like, um, or that's what it's felt like the last few days. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. I love the business. Um, I'll tell you, it makes days go pretty quick. But man, it's just it's crazy. Um, perennially, I mean, it, for it years and years, in. it's yeah, for years and years, it's always been May, May and June always seem like the biggest. I mean, they are the monster months. It seems like you know, year after year after year, right? And seeing it. You know, and it's it's been spiking all month, even before price increases were announced. I mean, it just this month just shot out of the gate, um, and I got a feeling I got a feeling it's going to stay strong because there's going to be a lot of people that probably buy extra systems the last two weeks, so that they can try to either honor price or they can just try to sell a few things extra before it goes up. No, oh, I didn't think um, of that. Yeah, but what happens every time that happens? Then the month after, it's the first two weeks is like a desert. You're like, well, they already bought what they needed for the next two weeks because they wanted to. They wanted to get in before the price increase. What are we doing this week? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Well, I don't think I have much technical. I'm trying to think. Of, there was some guy asked a question today. Oh, tomorrow I do have some zoning. I got a zoning class. Um, are you doing standard or are you doing communicating? Nah, just communicating. That's one class I haven't really... You know, never finished, I, never finished a board for it. Just a zoning, just a straight zoning class. I mean, all you got to do is give a class on the bypass. <laughs> Everything else is straightforward. Number one suggestion, use variable speed. Just uh, yeah. saying, use variable speed. I don't care if it's single stage variable speed. Use variable speed. So that class I give today, right, With the, it's got a constant torque, just regular old constant torque. And when you close that damper off a little bit, the supply, you know, you hear that motor work harder. And I got I got I got the black wire from the motor poking out the side of the air handler, <laughs> and you just I just clamp my amp meter on there, and it's just little stuff like that, man. Guys are still not aware of how this stuff works. Yeah. Um, because red goes to red, yellow goes to yellow, version valve wire, mm-hmm. start it up, yep, right, and leave. Go to the next one tomorrow. Hopefully, we won't get a call back. I mean, that's just... And guess what? You get lucky a lot. Um, so, I do have a job site Monday. I got a call today. I got a job site Monday. This... It's literally... It's literally like this. The contractor said the homeowner is 95 Oh boy. Oh boy. And it's it's a heat pump system, brand new. It's 79 degrees on the stat. He sets it to 79. And he says it's just freezing in there. Jeez. <laughs> so why am I going? Because they 
cannot talk to this guy anymore. <laughs> Apparently, he's gonna get the factory involved. <laughs> the system ain't working right. I mean, the guy's just off his rocker. Quite yeah. no, yeah, literally. Yeah. Um. And they don't, you know, they need a third party guy in there to say, "Hey, this thing's doing what it's supposed to be doing." Sorry, you're still cold. I'm like, I was like, well, we can't run the heat right now. He's like, oh, no, he's running the heat right now. Really? I mean, that heat pump's not going to run. No. Too much longer. No, it's not. In heat mode. So, yeah, so uh, got that going for me. Is there a high ambient kit we can get? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They They said he the contractor's words were, you better wear your skibbies over there. <laughs> oh, jeez. He said, you can't breathe in the house. It's so hot. I just went to one of these a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Did, did I talk about that? Yeah, the homeowner. Yep, yep. That she had her furnace. That, uh, that was one of my guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. I stuck a temp probe in the return duct. And it was 84 degrees (laughs) in the return on a gas furnace. And it was going out on limit. No wonder. Of course it was. Um, And the lady was like, this thing just runs and it shuts off and then it'll just eventually come back on again. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm like, that's what it's supposed to do. What am I supposed to say to that lady? Like wait, I said it's eighty. It's eighty five degrees in here, and I, we, me and him are sweating. Just move to the Caribbean already. I was sweating trying to talk to her in her house. I was like, "This, this is not good. It's not good in here. It's hot." Yeah, my daughter says the same thing when she comes over. I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's freaking hot in here. Yeah, it's it's hot," and. She says, when I sit down, it's just even worse. It just gets cold in here. I'm like, it is hot in here. <laughs> Move around <laughs> something. Yeah. Oh, and I, of course, that was just open. It was just an open-ended <laughs> call. Like we, we didn't know what the hell to do. Like, yeah. what, are you supposed what, do you, what do you do? Sounds like I got another one of those coming one day. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean... The good thing is, like on those, it's it's almost comical. Like I'm I'm not on the hook for this thing. I mean, it's obviously working. Yeah. And I, sometimes I can talk to the homeowners and talk them off the ledge and tell them, hey, it's just doing great, you know. Just let these guys move on. Um, I don't know. Maybe that'll be another episode. Oh, that's going to be an episode. I'm sure it will be. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Well, can't wait. All right. So we number two for the night in the books. Look at that. Uh, 40 minutes to your service call. That's it. Go out there. Be somebody. Make a a nice upsell. (laughs) Put in a a good install. Be proud of your work. And go home and enjoy your evening. Yes. Installers need love too. Well, the installers can go home. Service guy can't go home. Yeah, that phone don't cut off. I feel your pain, brother. Welcome to sales. <laughs> All right. We will see y'all next time on 
H V A C R D.